Hey everybody, thank you for joining us today on the episode of Real Estate Disruptors. This is not a camera trick. I'm not Steve Trang, I'm Max Jimenez. And on today's show, I have Dominique Felix and Gonzalo Corso. Uh, they have flown out of Jacksonville, Florida to share how they've done 200, 200 deals in the past two years, uh, including 19 in the last month. These guys are crushing it. They're coming, they flew straight out of Florida and they're gonna share today how they're doing that. Um, my name is Maxi Menes again. I am Steve Strang's business partner and I run the wholesale operation on Max Cash Offers. Um, I'm actually Max in the Max Cash Offers. Uh, so uh, Steve wrote this, so you know if you want to laugh at that, it's fine. Uh, you know, Steve's core message is we're on a mission to create 100 millionaires. Uh, so, you know, one of the things that I ask to help out my business partner, Steve Trang, is that if you like this episode and you get a ton of uh, value out of it and you watch it and you have not subscribed, please hit the subscribe uh, button. That way you guys can get the alerts whenever new episodes come out. Um, you know, the other thing is we don't, Steve doesn't charge a dime for this show. Uh, so, you know, he doesn't make any money doing this. He does it out of giving back to the community, the real estate community. Uh, so all we ask is that you listen to the show, share it with a friend and subscribe. Um, you know, and also please, please right now, this is a live show. Please share, please share the show. Please uh, also ask any questions. These guys are, I just, these guys um, ask them off camera if they're, if they're willing to share, you know, all their, what, what goes on into the operation. So they're gonna be an open book for us. Um, so make sure that you put your questions on the live and that way we can get them, get, get to answer them, okay? And are you guys ready? We're ready, man. Yeah. Let's do it. Awesome, awesome, welcome. So like Steve, <clears throat> like Steve does, um, what got you both into real estate? Go ahead, man. Yeah, so it was actually my older brother. Okay. So I was going to school to be a uh, police officer, and I wanted just you know security. Right. I wanted entitlement in a way of being a police officer. You know what I mean? Have that respect in the community. Yeah. And um, nice. Yeah, and I was going to school to be a cop. My older brother is a real estate agent. Okay. And he was telling me, dude, you got to get into real estate. I was 18, right? He was pushing rich dad, poor dad on me, right? He was like, you got to do this. And for about a year, I was like, dude, that's all you, you know, do you, you'll do real estate. I'm going to do me. I'm going to be a cop. You can be the <laughs> successful one of the family. And it got to a point where he was just like, dude, you would crush it in real estate. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to pay for your first event. I'm going to fly you out with me. We went to an event in uh, Nevada. Yeah. It was a real estate event, personal development event. Nice. And I just looked at it as like a free weekend trip with my older brother. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, dude, I'm in. <laughs> and I went to that event and it just, you know, totally changed my mindset about uh, just owning businesses, getting into real estate, right. making more money, passive income in the long term, stuff like that. And so that at that event, I was like, all right, I, I got to get into real estate. Two weeks after that event, I dropped out of school Wow! and just went all in with real estate. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. What, what got you into real estate? Oh, man. I mean, so just ever since a little kid, just all of the successful people around me, mm -hmm. some part of their success was attached to real estate, whether right. they made a lot of money in their jobs and right. they bought assets, whether they were directly involved into real estate or you know one thing or another anytime anyone had like a, an extra chunk of money they wanted to buy a piece of property gotcha so it's kind of always around me as far as what the how, you, how people measure success in right. a way right so i had a different business before this which i did very well in and i also bought a lot of real estate uh, buy and hold assets and um through that process i figured 
uh, I learned about wholesaling, okay. right? right? And actually uh, attempted to buy a property from a wholesaler, which I wind up backing out on, and they kept my earnest money. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen. He was, a, he was one of those. He was, was he the wholesaler? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Probably, I don't know. Man. So um, I learned about wholesaling, and then I realized very, very quickly that wholesaling was the in my mind and in my mind right now is the just the best way to get assets at the at the most uh the best adva- the best price basically right the lowest right. price so there's a lot of real estate that i bought wrong um there's a good amount that i bought right over time after buying x amount of assets but the seller direct concept just blew my mind and i was obsessed with it at right, that right. point yeah it makes sense right like always always think about like wholesale is the first tier of invest of real estate investing you know mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you're right it's one of the things that i look at as far as you know um that's the because you know how to source properties you know right. how to source yeah. deal so um i guess the next question when how long ago did you both partnered up to start you know your business together yeah so we opened up RLA Regency Litho Assets is okay. the name of our business. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we opened that the actual LLC up in June of 2017. Right. Okay. It was June of 2017. Yes. And uh, so that was a little bit over two years ago, and then we met in January of 2017. Okay. Yep. January of 2017. And I was I was wholesaling before I met Dom, mm-hmm. and basically I had these big buyers that were out of the country. Right. They were buying rental properties trying to build a portfolio in Jacksonville. Right. And Dom had his rentals on the market. Wow, okay. And so I basically put in some offers, wholesaled some of his rentals to my buyers, Mm -hmm. and that's how Dominic and I connected. Got you, that's awesome. Uh, Pretty similar story, you know, like I was sharing with you guys how Steve and I, you know, both got together. Um, So what did your first wholesale deal look like together as when you guys, after you partnered up? Well, it's funny when we we started our wholesale business, like Gonzalo said, we met in January. Right. Uh, about a couple of months after we met, we proposed to each other to go into business together. Okay. And then, like he said, we launched it officially in June. He proposed to me. I, propose, <laughs> I got on one knee. <laughs> I got on one knee. Actually, Where's the ring at? I had to lay <laughs> down flat to propose to him. <laughs> so uh, that's not a short joke, Gene. Um, so... Uh, so yes, after a couple of months, we knew we wanted to be business partners. Went into business uh, with each other June of 2017. Nice. Um, we launched our first fa- campaign. It was a direct mail campaign. Right. right? Okay. And here's the direct thing. Direct mail, though. fun. Here's the thing. We had an agreement, right? Which G hasn't made right yet. And, and <laughs> it comes out. This is this is what happened, right? We're supposed supposed to bring 350 dollars to the table for a 700 700 dollar direct mail campaign. Right. G brings 300. I bring my 350. <laughs> Uh, so we made we had actually had two deals from that campaign that we, we may have had another one but the two that stand out our first deal was just a two thousand dollar assignment okay. fee the second one was a thirteen thousand dollar assignment nice. fee yep. awesome. and it really made everything very real for us right uh, now the the thing is like you know fast forward it's now to, uh, close to two and a half years later you know we're we're having consistent six figure months uh, we had nineteen Beautiful. deals last month so we're, we're doing really really great. Dude still didn't pay me my he 50 still bucks had, back. Where's the 50 bucks, uh, man? And he won't do it. It's just a great story. So now it'll never get paid off. Oh, right, man. Right. So now my kids can't eat lunch. Like, we're struggling <laughs> on our part, but he's living lavish with Ferraris and Lamborghinis <laughs> and stuff. So you go and ask him, where's my 50 bucks? And then he says, the way my savings account works right, to my checking way. account. The <laughs> my bank account. I got a, I got a savings. I got a savings. Awesome. So that's, that's, really, that's really great. You guys have done a lot in the time that you guys partnered 
line it up. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Overall, what does your operation look like right now in, that's, in Jacksonville? That's a great question, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we really like to focus a lot of time on the system. Everyone talks about systems, processes, Correct. automation. Yep. Super important to us. Um, we kind of prematurely built our system to okay. handle a heavy influx. Mm-hmm. And now that we've got it to where we have it at, we can capitalize a little bit more on the sales. Right. So now we're working on hiring more and more salespeople nice. to, to funnel um, you know, just leads and, and deals through the system. Yeah. So we're really big on systemizing the process. Yeah. There's a lot of judgment in real estate. Right. Everyone talks about um, the transactions as in, uh, a lot of times it's more of an art versus a science and you mm-hmm. have to make judgment calls and gut feelings. We do a lot of that and we understand that. So we cater to that, but we also wanna spend a whole lot of time figuring out how to take the judgment out of it, right? Correct. And how to just uh, make it more of a science than it is an art. Correct. Um, because real estate is very, very funky. Um, so what we've done is we've, uh, we kind of have like a round robin flow in our okay. office, right? Right. It starts with the marketing and mm-hmm. lead generation. So we have an individual that handles that. Okay. Um, and once, you know, we, we pull in the leads, um, it goes to an underwriter in our company. And the underwriter basically runs the numbers, looks at the level of motivation, and then takes that lead from the underwriting state and assigns it to our acquisition managers. So we have a few acquisition managers in our company. And then they go to work on locking up the deals. And once they lock the deals up, then it goes to our buyer marketer. Nice. And the buyer okay. marketer um, just you know markets it in so many ways you yeah. know email blasts um, connected investors bigger pockets uh, right. Craigslist there's like a good handful of things that they do and they have their checklist yeah. so that nothing gets missed right um, and that's another thing like we have like an 82 step deal flow okay that um, basically when we have a deal we have a, a written checklist that goes from person to person. Right. So it just goes down kind of like an assembly line. It Correct. goes down the written assembly line so that no part of the deal gets missed. So that by the time it goes to closing, it really is a right. smooth transaction because Correct. they can get very messy very, very quick. Oh yeah. I mean, no, you definitely. know that probably just as well as we do. Right. right. So after the buyer marketer, um, that's gonna cause interest to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, from the public, you know, okay. from buyers, from investors. Right. So it's going to drive calls into the company, emails into the company, text messages into the company. Right. Um, what we do do a slight bit as well is we do um, proactive buyer reach out okay. to where we have our disposition manager reach out to buyers proactively right. rather than always reactively. Right. And we see that makes a huge difference. So gotcha. that's one of the things that we want to capitalize on a lot more right. in the near future. Um, so for that matter, we're hiring an additional disposition gotcha. manager. Because so, you guys, it sounds like you want to mm-hmm. focus it more on the relationship aspect instead of a blast Correct. per se, you know? Yeah, yeah. Correct. I mean, part of the reason is <coughs> we're so damn busy every single day, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, investors, they're working on their flips. They have their buy holes. They have everything going on. Um, you've probably seen it in tons of people's email inboxes. They have a thousand unread emails that they haven't gotten to. Yeah. Most of them are probably ours because we're email <laughs> blasting so damn much. But, you know, they don't, as much as we cover with our marketing, they miss our deals. Right. Yeah. So we have to take our deals yeah. and put it right in front of their face right. in order for them to recognize, oh, this is a deal that might be able to work for me. We want to capitalize on that aspect. So okay. we're going to spend more time working on that. Right. 
So the, the buyer marketer goes to the disposition manager, mm -hmm. and then once they lock up a deal under contract on the disposition side, then the deal goes to our transaction coordinator that right. handles everything from that point on. Awesome. Um, this way, you know, we keep our, our sales team just working on purely yeah. sales and separate yeah. out all the, you know, the attention takers. Yeah, and sounds like you guys have it down to a T, which is great. Okay. And, you know, you guys can elaborate a little more on this um, because we're talking about your business and your structure. Yeah. I think that's the line that's 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 the dividing line that we're fighting where you become more of an individual person making a deal or two to where you go into owning a business right yes. right and you know yes. i think that's kind of you guys have found the way and you're always trying to improve you know and i think that's what you guys are trying to do as far as do we have a business or do we have just a uh, we do wholesale deal here right, and there, right? right? And so what what specific systems since we're on that are you guys lean on more than anything? Uh, as far as like programs and stuff like that? Yeah, so you, to, to, yeah, <coughs> as far as programs like to, you know, with all the processes and yeah. all the 80 steps. I yep. mean, let's look, well, let's talk about that. The 80 step process, you know, to make sure that the deal goes correctly. Where are you guys running that in, in a certain system or how's that mm -hmm. laid out mm -hmm. for your acquisition guys? Yeah, okay. so basically we use uh, very old fashioned. Yep. Right, old school. Right. We just have a folder okay. in the office. Okay. Gotcha. Right. So the we call it the deal flow. Okay. Right. The deal flow is what's like eighty something steps. Gotcha. And we're always taking some out, adding new ones. Yeah, um, a written checklist. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. But it's literally eighty something steps. Yeah. And it goes from the beginning, very detailed uh, as to create a new lead inside of Podio, because we use Podio as a CRM, right? Okay. So create a new lead inside of Podio. Uh, run comps create offer item for acquisition right. closer, send to acquisition closer. So then it goes to acquisition closer, did they negotiate the price that we wanted? Did they send out the field guy to go take the pictures? Right. And then it's broken okay. down by department, right? Yeah. Field and acquisitionist, then it goes back to the disposition marketer, then it goes to the disposition manager, yeah. then from that it goes to the transaction coordinator. Um, so that, the way that we manage that, track that is literally, mm -hmm. Uh, manila, a manila folder. folder. Gotcha. Yeah, every property gets a manila folder, and then in the front flap, we just <laughs> staple that deal flow. Yeah. And as it goes around the office, everybody just checks off on that's their awesome. Task. And it works out great. Yeah. We yeah. made it very simple. It's a visual, tangible yeah. item, uh, and it does drive them to make changes in our CRM. I mean, yeah. we're not doing everything with physical papers and folders. No, right, right, right. right. Um, but it yeah. drives them to keep our CRM yeah, a lot yeah. more organized. And the key there is tangible, right? So they're yeah. it's right there. They're looking at yes. it to compare where it's maybe in the CRM. Mm -hmm. um, I'm assuming that's cut a lot of you know steps from them coming to you guys. I'm, I'm assuming yes. that's, that's that's probably, the idea. That's the idea. Because nobody in our office has uh, real estate experience. Mm. Yeah, when we first got started, Including I was yeah. I was the only one with wholesale experience. Right. Uh, Dom had an experience with building a business, and All I right. think that's what made us partner up. Kind of what you were just saying is you can you can wholesale as a side hustle, mm -hmm. or you can wholesale and treat it like a business. Right. And that's what I think brought us together. Is mm -hmm. I wanted to take wholesaling to the next level, right? Building a business, having team, having employees, and stuff like that. Right. But I had never done that before. I had just been, you know, wholesaling, right. and Dom had full blown business. Yeah. And uh, that's how we kind of got together. So I think yep, that that's awesome. that was huge. And going into uh, the business, everybody that we brought on had no real estate experience. Right. So it was me teaching Dom what 
the system to create and Dom putting it into a checklist, Dom right. creating the script for it and That's stuff awesome. like that. And yeah. That's awesome. And and you know, going just going off of that, uh, I know a lot of majority of partners uh, Steve actually, let me back up. Steve has a question. He's he's on here. So mm-hmm. uh, his question is, you know, and I think this is perfect, you know, that we can piggyback off that. Uh, he says a lot a large majority of partnerships fail. How do you two keep your partnership healthy? Mm. You know, it's uh, it's communication. I think is the ultimate number one thing. Um, we we meet a lot. You know, it's hard to to meet as much as we meet without disruption to the business. So we'll right. meet at unusual times. So one uh, huge contributor is we meet every Saturday and every Sunday. Okay. Early in the morning before the rest of the world's day starts. Yeah. So yeah. our meetings will be from like six a.m. until eight a.m. Uh, most of the time it goes to like nine or 10 yeah. Yeah. just because we can't get away from it because we're so dialed in. Gotcha. And when you make momentum and progress on something that you're working on really, really hard, you step away, you're going to have to refresh and that's going to waste more time. So we just okay. try to get it done. So we'll meet Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings nice. uh, every single week. Right. Um, we discuss uh, whatever it is that we have to discuss. Right. We get our arguments out of the way and then we go to work with uh with very little disruption throughout the week right right now uh is that a side so is that you like your monday morning meeting per se but you do it on saturday or do you guys hold a monday morning meeting as well yeah between uh, we, yourselves no so we do not hold like a monday morning okay. meeting with the team or anything like right. that uh but the the those are our days and times to meet with ourselves so we'll just throughout the week we'll just think of an idea oh that's something to talk about this weekend we'll jot it down and then we'll have all right this saturday let's talk about you know when are we going to hire the next dude mm-hmm. or you know yeah. is this campaign working right. whatever right because um, just throughout the day we're still very involved in, in the right business. right right oh, yeah, yeah. I, I i totally feel you because that's i am too and there's some times where i'll have to take a saturday or you know to, to or i call them my um uh, buffer days or you know where I go hide because yeah. I got to be out of the <laughs> office man because I got to get stuff done but yep. I totally understand where you guys are coming from on that oh, now absolutely. yeah how, how's your business as far as like you know wholesale deals flipping rentals like what's what's the percentage of each one in your business right now currently you right. would say I so mean, before I answer that I yeah, do yeah. want to touch on one thing okay with the partnership real quick yeah yeah because I think it's something that really makes us work well together yeah. is we have a common vision. Okay. You know makes what I mean? Sense. So we have uh, similar goals, similar mindset to the level of success that we want to achieve. Yeah. And I think that's what makes us yeah. a, a good partnership because we know, okay, we both, you know, want a $100 million company in the Correct. next 10 years, right? right? So it's not like I just want to do three deals a month and relax on the beach yeah, yeah. and he wants to build an empire, it's going to clash yeah. every single day. Exactly. Decisions are made differently because of the right. end goal. Right. And so we have a very similar vision mm-hmm. and I think that's what helps us and, and awesome. makes it easier for us to yeah. agree on things and stuff like that because I might, you know, what we decide might be not the best decision in the short term, mm. but it might be better long term. And sense. so we'll agree to make different decisions yeah. uh, based on our long-term goal makes sense yeah i don't know if you guys have done this already uh if you've taken a colby test so steve and i you know and it sounds like you're almost similar to us where you guys probably have a lot of different strengths and then you come and work together Mm -hmm. so you have a strength set that 
matches with his. But on the Colby test, if you take the Colby test and then if you take one, it'll tell you how you guys work together. And we have total separate strengths. So that's how we work really well. Mm. Plus same vision and everything, you know, and that's huge. I mean, you know, if you guys, if you're not in tune to walk together, you know, you're not going to be heading the same direction. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So yeah. the totally Colby agree. test, no, we haven't taken that. Yeah. Is reckon, that like a disc test? Uh, so, um, sort of. It just gives of you different. like the strengths. It's free. Uh, gotcha. can, yeah. It's KO. K O L B Y. Gotcha. So if you guys can take that, take it um, yeah, that's awesome, right man. Well, the yeah, but to go back to the second question, uh, yeah, one hundred percent of our business is wholesale. Yeah, we recently just did our first uh, kind of wholesale deal. Yeah, Abby just right. texted me. We have thirty six leads as of right now. You want to use that at the interview? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. We just did. <laughs> did it. Um, so yeah, 100% of our business is wholesale. We recently just did our very first wholesale right. kind of thing where we just had a seller who really needed to close by a specific date. And we're to the point now where we're more comfortable. Okay, now we're willing to, you know, we have some private money yeah. lined up for, for whenever deals okay. like that come up. So we recently just did our first like actual purchase nice. and then uh, sold it. Um, yeah, we've kind of forced ourselves to always make it our business to make the wholesale process work yeah. without taking an asset down or raising gotcha. any private capital. <clears throat> um, but we might be testing. Like you said, we just yeah. did mm -hmm. our first one, so we might be testing the other model just to see if there's anything we're leaving on the table as Makes well. sense. Makes right. sense. Okay. Because yeah. it awesome. wasn't a huge profit, but it was an extra deal. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah, it makes uh, sense. So it's just making us think, okay maybe the profit margins should be bigger when we do that, yeah. but it could also add an extra five deals a month. Yeah, you know, that's true. So, well, and you, you know, that. the old saying, right? Like if it's not broken, don't fix it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We've had, I mean, we've done a couple of hotel deals. Um, we're not the best at flipping either. We hate, we don't like flipping, yeah. Uh, but yeah, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, you know, um, so Jaime Cardona has got a question. He says, what marketing channels are giving you guys the most deals? Mm. So we're, we're huge. So the, so we look at, there's two things. So marketing channels, right? So, I mean, all we really do right now is cold calling. Okay. Yeah. We do do a little bit of other things as well, but 95% of everything we do is cold calling. Gotcha. Um, yeah. We're very big on it. We're trying to perfect it as much as we possibly can. And uh, just by sticking with that and starting with that one lead approach, uh, I think has made us great at it. Uh, and then now we can just go on to other things from there if we so choose. I think prior to that, what we're going to do is we're just going to expand um, the markets that we're that gotcha. we're currently yep. in. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah and our big sorry. No, go ahead. And our biggest uh, performer is absentee owners. Absentee owners. Yeah. yeah. So absentee owners and cold calling. That's our biggest. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it seems source. it's weird. We've we've seen an increase in cold calling because we were doing really good in text, but yeah, cold calling never goes. It's yeah. always working. Yeah. Nice. It's awesome. Yep. Nice. Have you guys tried anything besides the cold calling at all? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. yeah. we we do some RVMs here and there. Okay. We're not consistent with it. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're testing that out. We have to look at the data and then mm -hmm. put something into place to where we can become consistent with it. And we're yeah. doing the same thing with direct mail. Gotcha. Uh, I think last time we looked at, we're getting like a 4X return yeah. on with our direct, direct mail. mail. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's okay compared to what people are saying about direct yeah, mail. Yeah, that's but awesome. We can only go by the experience that we have. Right, right, right. So um, we may increase that uh, right. once we right, right. compare what we're gonna do next. That's awesome. So Steve just corrected me. He says it's K-O-L-B-E, Colby. Oh, and gotcha. uh, it measures behavioral tendencies. So. Oh, nice. Yep. Oh, yep. that's awesome. Yep.
Oh, Chase is watching. He said, boom, cold calling is king. That's yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, what were some of your, you know, we'll move on to this question. What were some of your early struggles, you know, after you both partnered up? Early struggles? Yeah. I think, um, I don't think we had a whole lot of struggles with each other. Correct. Mm-hmm. I think we've always been more than 100% committed to the cause, to the greater good of the company. Right. I would say the struggles were gaining momentum in our company, seeing good spreads, having great months, and um, basically making our long-term vision clearer. Uh, it's all getting that way now. But when you hear of a lot of the big dogs doing, you know, fifteen to twenty-five thousand dollar average spreads, yeah, and our average spread in the beginning is like forty-five hundred bucks, right? You know, we we just had to figure all of that out, which we're still figuring out. You know, our average yeah. spread is between seven and eight thousand, okay, and we'll get the twenty some odd thousands, the thirty some odd thousands. We had our biggest one recently, forty-two thousand, so we'll get the bigger ones. Uh, but we also get the smaller ones, and when we average out how our entire month goes, we're between seven and eight thousand on average. Nice. Yeah. So okay. I think our struggles in the beginning were um, keeping hope on getting to the goals that we want to get to, uh, with before figuring out um, the way to get there. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't know if it was a struggle or not, but I do feel like. In the beginning, I think a, an internal struggle was we were working a lot on the on the system mm-hmm. of the business. Right, right, right. And you you know you can spend a lot of time trying to perfect your website and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's not really bringing in that money. Right. You know what right, I mean. Right, so right. we we did a lot of reinvesting in the business gotcha. as soon as we could. Yeah. Right. So all right, money's coming in. Let's hire somebody. Else. And right. that's something that I learned from this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just what if it's a repetitive task. We need to hire somebody to right. do it, you know, right, right. or take it off of our plate. Right. And so I think that was one of our challenges was there's a lot of stuff that are that's repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just trusting that all right, I am going to hire these people. It is going to cost me some money, <laughs> you know, and we have to trust that we are going to close deals. Right? right. Because in the beginning, it's super easy uh, for you to for a deal not to close if it's just you. You know right. what I mean? All right. I, I can make it through this month, right. you know, with my credit card or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll make it through this <laughs> month, and then next month let's have some closings. Right. But when you have payroll, you know, it's it changes. Four, yeah, <laughs> two grand a week now, and then it becomes you know seven grand a week now, and it's uh, so that was in the beginning was just right. All right we had to put the money, and now yeah. we're seeing the fruits of it. Right. So right. I don't know if it was a you know. It was more of a mindset shift that I yeah. had to have in the beginning, right. and we're seeing the fruits of it now. Yeah. And so now it just makes me want to do more now of what we did in the beginning. Like we just got to hire more now yeah. or spend more money marketing right now so that we can have this feeling that we're having now in a year from today with, you know, million dollar months. Yeah. Right. And it, so it's almost sense. like shifting your mind from being worried about spending money to getting excited about wanting to yes. spend more money right. because you yes. know the return that you're capable of making. Right, exactly. right, right. Makes exactly. sense. And it, it's a struggle, I think, for every business owner. Yep. Do we yep. do we make another hire? You know, yeah. we're going through something like that right now, too. But yeah, uh, but yeah, it's always a struggle. And um, 
I mean, it's, it's, I think like you said, you hit on you hit on the head. Like it's a mindset thing, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Do I need this or not? So, right. I think one of the things that helped us with that because yeah. you'll get you know loaded with tasks, right? That can be repetitive, mm-hmm. whatever kind of tasks they are, and it'll be 100% clear that you have to hire someone to take those off of your plate, right? The hard part about figuring out if you can hire someone or not is yeah. when you're in between a lot of tasks and not enough tasks. Yeah. And I think our rule of thumb is if we're in between, we're going to take the next step and hire somebody. And then it's our job to be accountable to the business to fill that person's role. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And just going off that, um, how, how does your organization look right now? So we have, <clears throat> we have eight cold callers. Mm-hmm. We have two underwriters. So an underwriter, somebody who, when when the cold callers get a lead, mm-hmm. they push it into our CRM podio and yeah. notifies the underwriter, and then the underwriter starts running comps on the property, and okay. they're the ones that create the offer amount for our acquisition closers uh, to offer. Okay. So it goes to our underwriter. So our underwriters, right. they, we have a calculator that we've that we created, and we put in the comps. Um, it'll create an offer range for for them to to put into the property yeah. and then they'll judge to the best of the ability. Okay, the calculator says 70 to you know 85, yeah. but the seller owes 83, you know, maybe let's just, let's just do the 85 on this one. You know, there's no point of trying to negotiate that to 70, you know, stuff right. like that, right? right. Uh, so they'll try to use their judgment to the best of the ability and then they'll task it over to the acquisition closers. We have three closers right now, three acquisition managers. Okay. It's weird. Everybody uses Hiring different for more. <laughs> names for everything. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but our closers, our acquisition managers, yeah. they're the guys who call the sellers, negotiate. We do 100% of our negotiations over the phones. Okay. Try to lock them up over the phone okay. through DocuSign. Right. Uh, so we have mm-hmm. three uh, acquisition closers right now. Nice. We have two interviews on Friday. Did you see we had another one? Yeah. Nice. Uh, so two on on Friday for another acquisition closer and then once they lock it up over the phone and get the DocuSign then we send a field guy so we have okay. one field guy right we have a company car for him and he just goes oh, to the nice. field all day he'll deboard yeah. properties right. change the locks on houses do live negotiations he actually started off as a cold caller right then became an acquisition closer and now he does our field okay um, that's awesome. So that's all he does. He'll meet buyers if we have an appointment with buyers. He, right. So yeah, so we're very systemized and only one person really needs to be in the field. Gotcha. Yeah. Makes sense. This way the acquisition managers can stay on the phone trying yeah, to get yeah. more sales done. Right, right. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Um, are you, so we don't like our, we don't uh, lock stuff, a lot of stuff, a lot of our stuff's done in appointments. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you guys doing all your stuff in Jacksonville? Is yes. That, okay. Yes. Okay. yes. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. No, no virtual wholesaling at all? No virtual wholesaling. Not yet. Yeah. Okay. No. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's awesome that you guys are able to do that. So yep. it's always a good It's thing. weird. So it's kind of, isn't it like a hybrid in a way? So we kind of operate in a wholesale, yeah. in a virtual fashion right. in our current in your market. In own current market. Because we're locking them up <laughs> over the phone. Before right. our field guy goes, yeah, the yeah. reason he goes is for the pictures, the property assessment, and to see him whether you know we were right on our numbers or not. Yeah. Right, right. Um, yeah. So we kind of preset it so that we can easily adapt to other markets. Right, right. We right. just need boots on the ground representation. Yeah, I mean, you guys are setting up that system, right? If you yeah, want to mm-hmm. go to mm-hmm. another market, so yeah. that's actually that's actually a good um, a good way to do it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. thank you, man. Yeah. yeah no so problem. once our field guy comes back, he'll give it to our disposition marketer mm-hmm. and she'll just uh, she's actually like our, our office liaison so she kind of uh, coordinates acquisitions with dispositions okay so she'll have uh, 
she'll take on the file after a closer has locked it up. Mm-hmm. We still got to set appointments to go look at the property right. and stuff like that. So it'll so she'll take over seller communications okay. until it goes to close. Nice. And then she'll market the property out, blast it on our website, right. blast it to our buyers list, uh, put it on Craigslist, you know, Facebook groups, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then she'll hand the file over to our disposition manager who handles the influx of buyer calls as proactive reach out for buyers. And then once we lock up the deal with the buyer, then she'll hand over the file with the transaction coordinator. And okay. that's when the transaction coordinator then takes on the clients, buyers and sellers to yeah. closing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's a pretty good structure. I mean, yeah, and then we have a property ma- uh, or a project manager yes. who oh, okay. helps us on like the business development side, mm-hmm. you know, the pulling the list, sending yeah. the mailers out, uploading stuff into the dialer. And uh, right. yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, I've heard people call their disposition guys project managers. I think yeah. Scott Utz, who was here a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He ca- so he calls his disposition guy. Uh, project managers because you know homeowners don't know what a disposition person right. is or anything that's so true. we're gonna have our project manager go out so you said and then you said project manager you know handles your leads yeah. that's pretty yeah, cool yeah. that's a yeah, good yeah. point yeah yeah, yeah yeah so it just makes it easier i think you know so you don't get stuck in the oh absolutely absolutely yeah. um is there a specialty that you focus on like you know as far as uh, elite source or you know uh, any properties a specialty that you guys so, so the the I think our specialty is that there really isn't a specialty okay. that it's very very broad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think our approach <laughs> is just a guerrilla marketing kind of approach where we cast a very large blanket, mm-hmm. and um, and we take it from there. So we built a, a rather large team so far yeah. compared <coughs> to the typical wholesaler. Right. Um, we're using the bigger lists, the absentee owners, the vacant okay. properties, the tax delinquents, the fifty five plus lists. Those are our four main lists. You're welcome. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and we just basically, we attach the bigger lists. We realize the the smaller niche lists, they might need a little bit more attention, a little yeah. bit more nurturing. We weren't very good at it. We could have become good, but we chose just a different approach. Right. Yeah. So I think that um, that's <coughs> that's our niche is that it's not niche. It's just a very large kind of approach to it. Correct, correct. Yeah. I would say the only thing that we do disqualify out mm-hmm. is when we pull our list and stuff like that, we try to go no higher than 300,000 okay. price point gotcha. for our market. For yeah. our market, okay. yeah, in Jacksonville. And then how far are you going back as far as like transfer date or anything like that? Last purchase date? Uh, just, just, pulling yeah. just, just pulling everything. Just pulling everything? everything? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds awesome. Because yeah. you probably, I, I can see that. That's 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 usually a good way just because you never know what's in that, you know, mm-hmm. in that right. general list. Right. And you have a lot more people that you can market to. Correct. Um, Jerome Tag wants to know, how do you pay your field guy? How do we pay our field guy? He's on salary plus bonus, Okay, yeah. right? Uh, we've tried a whole bunch of different things over the last couple of years. So he makes a certain salary, and then I think we're giving him 2%. 2%. 2% of the deals that are closed that he that he works on with the closers. Yeah. Okay. You know, if he did absolutely nothing on a deal, then we don't we don't pay him out on it. But okay. he mostly touches almost all deals. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And then um, um, how consistently are you guys pulling data and skip tracing the data? So we're getting on a consistent pull now where it's going to be monthly, every single month. Right. Um, we basically, we would pull large batches um, and we would work on them. And sometimes we can work on the batches for a couple of months before having to pull again. Okay. Um, now with what we pull, like basically absentee, vacant, 55 plus and tax delinquent. Mm-hmm. Now that we know what we're good at, um, 
we're pulling everything left that we can pull in our market, and then we'll just revisit once a month okay. and pull refresh data. Right, right, right. Okay, that's pretty cool. That's a good process. Um, and then as far as, um, do you guys want to share like what your monthly expenses just for marketing and a little bit of the overhead, you know, since you guys do have such a large operation, I mean, do you guys want to kind of talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but, but, what did we say? It's like seven grand, right? Okay. For payroll yes. a month or right. a week, seven to eight grand, seven yeah. to eight, eight wow. grand for payroll right. a week. Um, and then we're spending probably around 10 to 15 grand a month marketing. in marketing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are, you guys are running pretty lean then. I mean, for we're, the most part, yeah. We're trying yeah. to. Right. Um, and then everything that we're making, man. Well, we're that's not including incentives. Oh, okay. so we'll that's true. pay out incentives to our acquisition guys. Sorry, to the dispo person. Yeah. Um, so I would say five, six, seven, eight percent of our deals get paid out in incentives, mm -hmm. plus a team. Uh, a general team bonus. Okay. So we're probably paying out uh, close to 10%. Yes. Okay. In incentives right. to the team. Yep. Okay. Well, you have to in a way because you want to make sure that they're happy, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. They're, the they're the front line. Yeah. They're, totally they're watching helps. right now. So you guys better, you guys better be happy. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly, exactly. No, that's really awesome. I appreciate you guys sharing that information. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure, man. Uh, Ray, uh, Brandon Rayburn, and I think you guys kind of touched this a little bit, um, if you guys want to go a little bit more <coughs> into that, is he wants to know how involved are you both in the day-to-day -day operations? What does that look we're, like? We're, we're busy every single day, yeah. very, very involved. So we don't really touch the specific transactions. Okay. So we're not talking to sellers. We're not talking to buyers. Okay. Maybe right. a little bit when right. we have to, if we have to put out fires and mm -hmm. things like that. Right. But um, the system's not perfect yet, right? So there's all this judgment that has to be made, exceptions, um, and then up training for the employees that have to right. be done. And that keeps us very busy yeah. all okay. day. Then, you know, project development is huge. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of uh, the key things that is gonna help us to go from good to great. Yeah. Um, and that's why we have our project uh, our project manager role. So we want to build on the project development department, so we can continue to master master you know yeah. masterize the system right. and you know fix up the company, whatever the case may be. So I think that's what differentiates us. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. It sounds like you guys are working uh, quite a bit on your standard operation processes, which is yeah. you know that's the yes. big thing, right? So. When you do hire somebody new, it's like all there. You don't have to keep retraining. Right. Or re right. I mean, obviously you have yeah. to train, but yeah, that's know. that's what we're we're constantly working on. And then you know we're the challenges of just trying to scale and grow. Yeah. You know, doing more deals means right more angry buyers, more angry sellers, <laughs> more you know more fires to put out, more angry tenants calling. Mm -hmm. What's going on? And so it's just uh, handling that, and then mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of. Uh, the situations that come about, you know, our team hasn't handled it, hasn't, they haven't handled that kind of situation mm -hmm. in, in right. the past. Wow. And so they will bring us the the problem. Yeah. We tell them how to fix it. Right. And then we let them fix it. And then if they can't fix it, that's when we'll get involved. Gotcha. Right. But and a lot of it is us telling them, yeah. right, and oh, then, the seller offered or the buyer offered 50 and we have it under contract for 50. Right. Should we renegotiate the seller? Mm. and try to make it work or should we just counter how long have we had the deal yeah those decisions gotcha. we're still making okay gotcha, you know gotcha. yeah. 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 yeah so we're still very involved in the office every single yeah. day there before everybody gets there you know there till yeah. every after yeah. everybody leaves um so 
very very involved yeah yeah nice nice yeah. Yeah. we have a cool little um office setup mm-hmm. and then me and him are right in the middle wow basically. that's cool so yeah, he so it's can, like a huge rectangle. Yeah, kinda, yeah. it's a literally literally a boiler room. Right, yep. right. And then inside of the rectangle, it's uh, it's a built kind of cabinet desk space where you can put desktops on top. Okay. So I can have a vision of half the office. He's on the other side with the vision yeah. of half the office. And I think yeah. that's another key thing that yeah. helps us as well as being on the floor with the people yeah. right. uh, because the system is not perfect yet, right. and because we want to hire leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, positions over time right. and until we can do that I think we need to be in there every single day yeah no that makes sense I mean you know you you're leading by example and they're watching you guys and mm-hmm. it just makes them want to go so yeah. uh, Templeton Walker said two killers right there Talon oh, Templeton said what's, what's up, up? Tim's my boy <laughs> what's up Tim's up brother Tim's a real good dude I like Tim yeah man um, oh, yeah he's also part of Stunny Homes Realty so um, you know, I guess that leads to my next question is, uh, what CRM or what tools or systems you, um, you couldn't live without, right? Yeah. Now? Ooh, they want all the secrets, <laughs> all the secrets. I asked you guys off camera. Everybody watched. <laughs> totally cool with it. Did, We're you, totally cool did with you send it. waivers to everybody watching? I did. Actually. <laughs> I don't know. That's we need 10% guys. 10%. That's Steve, not me. No. <laughs> awesome, yeah. We, we, I yeah, mean, so there's I'd so many. I mean, the systems that we could not live without, I think number one is uh, our dialer, call tools. Auto dialer. Right, we use call tools. Okay. Uh, So the auto dialer for our leads, could not live without that. Um, Our Podio, right, our our CRM Podio, could not live without that. I would say Zapier, Mm. like Zapier and Globiflow, the different automations inside. I mean, could we live without it? Maybe, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like, but it's well, just, your life would but be we, easy. <laughs> but we can't scale. Right, you know, right, we right. wouldn't be able to scale without them. Different automations and, you know, with the push of a button, this happens. And Correct. Without that, it's it's tough to scale. And you can't really create a system. Then you're more people dependent. We don't want to be people dependent. Yeah. We want to be system dependent. Um, so let's see. Call Tools, Podio. Uh, what else? Zapier, Globiflow, you said. Google Docs. Mm. Google, Google Drive. Like the Google Drive, everything, you know, all of our business, we have a, a physical folder. Yeah. But then we also have a, a Google Drive folder inside yeah. of, you know, Google Drive. Right. Add everything in there. You know, I, I can pull up any HUD right now, anything, just because it's easy yeah, yeah, for yeah. me to, to do right. that. So I think those would be the yeah, big ones. Yeah, I mean, our email blast, MailChimp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's there's probably a ton we're not even yeah. we're yeah. not even thinking of um, yeah the, we pull our data from list source uh, we pull some data from REI Pro uh, look at mortgage data just to make sure that there's even room in a deal yeah uh, for us to spend so much time negotiating right so we look at that oh Vumber uh, Vumber, Vumber. Vumber. Dude, all these systems man I know hey guys they're giving the juice they're, I know, they're right? letting everything <laughs> out so make sure that you guys share the Go and subscribe to the podcast and uh, ask your questions. So we we're still here live. So yeah, um, and I think what's important too yeah. about all of these systems yeah. is you have to decide if you're okay whether it um, integrates with another system or not, correct? Or if it's even possible to integrate those systems. Yeah. It's very important to look at before you choose one system over another. Yeah, system. makes sense. Uh, yeah, because I think a lot, if not all, of our systems are integrated in one way or another. Right, right, right. And I think that goes back to workflow, right? I mean, sometimes you're looking for the right process and then a certain system, you can't integrate it with that process. So that's a very good point. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, 
And you know, uh, Steve likes to ask this question since it's it's a black cloud that's starting to form. Ooh, or, you okay. know, <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, any plans as far as if the mark- market takes a little bit of a dip? Have you guys thought about that at all? Or are you guys just humming away? Publix is always hiring, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'll be right behind. Right. <laughs> no. Um, so as far as like the the market crashing, yeah, uh, I don't think we're really scared of that. Um, we know like you always hear a lot of people everybody says I can't wait till it crashes again you know I can't wait till the market tanks because then I'm ready to buy right so we know that when the market tanks there's gonna be more buyers than there are right now um, right more bigger uh, buy and hold investors right so I think the clientele is gonna change you're not gonna be we're not going to be selling to flippers anymore. We're going to be selling to buy and hold landlords, Correct. right? Yeah. Um, trusts and and stuff like that, funds, and so that's just the way that we'll just shift. Is let's market now to landlord buyers, and I think we'll be doing. You know, I don't. I don't think it'll yeah. it'll change our growth. It might make right. it even more. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it'll change our growth. We're not really too worried. I hear yeah. everybody, every single event that I go to, I dude, as soon as the market crashes, I'm going to buy everything, right? <laughs> so everybody says it, but yeah. there are those big real buyers that yeah. are waiting for the, you know, right. they're waiting for the dip. And as soon as it tanks, I think it'll remove a lot of the competition that can't yeah. really make it. Exactly. And um, we will just succeed even more than, than yeah. we are today. No, I totally agree with that. I mean, that's that's down to a T what I believe as well. You know, um, you're definitely your buyers are going to change. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And actually, I was having this conversation with somebody two days ago who has a big uh, wholesale business here. And um, you just have to build those relationships now. So when it does dip, yeah. you know, you're they're on your they're on your call. They're on your phone already. To up the call. Yeah. Correct. So definitely yep. going to change. Uh, I think it's pronounced Sanad Sabik wants to know how do you pull the mortgage data? Oh, Sanad, my man. Oh, okay, you know him. He's in uh, he's in Jacksonville. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, that's. You awesome. want to give that secret away? No, I'll give the, I'll give the secret away. Yeah, I mean, so so it's basically a lot of the systems that that are out there okay. for the purpose of real estate investing, wholesaling real estate. Yeah. Uh, they provide it. You just have to know which ones to go and which ones to use. Gotcha. And it's hard to see sometimes. Like it's not really advertised all the time that they can do this feature. It's just something you figure out. Like yeah. we figured it out as we were using it. Mm-hmm. So in the system that's called REI Pro, okay. it's myreipro.com. Right. Um, if you create a login, they give a free trial and all that stuff. Right, so if right. you create a login, there's an area that you can go into that you click mortgage and it tells you when they pulled the mortgage out and how much it was. Like I don't think. I'm pretty sure there's nothing out there unless you know of something different that will show you the current balance of a mortgage right now. We have to just verify that with the mortgage company, Correct. with the seller or the, the title company will find that out. Mm-hmm. But we can find out that a mortgage was pulled when it was pulled right. and then how much was it at that time. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that gives you 100% accurate unless I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. it's always got to be done through a, an official payoff. Exactly. So you can, you exactly. can get close, That's you know, you can yeah, kind of we can calculate, yeah, calculate right. but yeah, yeah. I mean, accurate 100%, um, you, you have to get an official payoff. Yeah. Now, in yeah. addition to being able to see when a mortgage was taken out and the amount, um, Normally, if you have a, like a clerk of court's website, you can go there as well to see if there's a satisfaction of mortgage. Yeah. Was that ever paid off? Is it free and clear right now? Right, right, correct. I know we've been talking about systems. We've been talking about data. We've been talking about operations. Um, mm-hmm. I, now I'm going to bring it down personal to you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is your why? 
don't know Ooh. if you guys, if you both have a why or not, or you know, which <laughs> I know. I mean, not individually. I know you have your why as far as business, but individually, right. what is your why that drives you? Yeah, definitely. So to me, it's you know, my it might sound a little uh, corny, but it's building a legacy. You know, yeah. Um, it's it's being an example to my family and to everybody ar around me that mm -hmm. you do need to strive to become the best out there, not the yeah. best that you can be, but the best out there, right? Right. Because sometimes the best that you can be, you're the ones that determines that, right? Mm -hmm. So you can think you're the best you right can now. Think, yeah, I can yeah. think I'm doing the best that I can right now, yeah. but it's not true, I need to be the best, right? right? Um, so it's my why is really just to prove to my family and everybody around me that uh, you can achieve uh, an incredible uh, yeah. a, amount of success right. and I need to prove it to them right. and then once I achieve the level of success that I want to achieve yeah. is obviously giving back you know right. um, it's cool because I, I just moved from uh, and it's funny I haven't told this to anybody but I just moved from a, a new uh, a house to another house right yeah. and I, w I had this little corner shop that I used to go to all the time right, right, right. And, uh, and the owner I became really close with the owner just because I was always there. He's just a super humble dude, has like eight kids, right. uh, immigrant from Haiti, right? And he has his own little corner store. And basically I'm moving, so I'm not gonna go to that corner store ever again, you know? So before I left, I just went to the corner store and I just gave the dude hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, here's a hundred bucks. Like, right. I'm not gonna be able to come to the store anymore, but I love your shop. You're always super <laughs> nice to everybody that comes. Like. Here's a hundred bucks, yeah. and um, just being able to do that, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, just gives you an incredible feeling. Yeah. The the look on his face, you know, was just super gratitude. You know, surprised that somebody awesome. would That's even awesome. do that. Yeah. Um, so just having that feeling is just like, all right, now I need to do more. Like, yeah. I need to be giving away a hundred bucks to everybody yeah. every day that right, I, you know, right. obviously that's not feasible about right now. Bucks? Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't give him his 50 so I can give other it's people. He's being spent over here, man. Yeah, He's being spent on his wife. Giving a guy he don't even know a hundred bucks. <laughs> I'm his business partner. Right? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So that awesome. at least that that's my why, you know, is to awesome. be able to, to make that's a cool. difference and, you know, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. How about yours? Uh, I'm gonna take it back. Um, so basically my, my real father uh, passed away when I was one years old. Okay. He was building, building a really, really great business. Right. He's building a printing company, and this is back in the 70s, that he started out of the basement of our house. Then he went to a uh, building in Manhattan. He had an office probably the size of this room. Mm -hmm. um, and then he grew it to the entire floor of that building in Manhattan with aspirations to go to a second and third floor. And he was just like on the fast path to success. And he had a massive heart attack and died when I was one years old. Mm -hmm. My mom didn't know what she was doing. She sold right. it, didn't get a whole lot of money, and we grew up broke, right? right? Um, everyone's talking stories about his legacy, what right. he did. Everybody loved him. Yeah. And I feel like I would like to be the individual to take That's the baton awesome. to take the baton, yeah. continue his legacy from where he left off, mm -hmm. and just take that path to the next level right. in honor of him. Um, and thankfully, G allowed me to name the company after what his business was named. Oh, it was awesome. Regency Litho Assets. Yeah, yeah. And if you know that Litho, um, it's it's short for lithography, which means okay. printing. Oh, okay. So his company was Regency Litho. That's awesome. Right. I also yeah. have like a weird chemical imbalance in me, or maybe you <laughs> could look at it as a chemical balance, right. to where like, you know, you look around you, right, and you see uh, that 
you're capable of so much, right? right? And I have a very canny ability to solve problems. People come to me with an issue right. and I can think of three ideas like almost instantly. Correct. And then we just have to pick the best right idea mm -hmm. to bring that to a solution. And I just feel like it's my responsibility you know, if I'm capable of doing things like that, it's my responsibility to apply it to the best of my ability and grow right. as, as vastly and as much as I can in that ability. Yeah, yeah. So those are my whys. That's awesome. And that's go back to like, you know, after you're long gone, it seems like you both are, you guys are even on the same vision as your whys, like leaving a legacy, right? Yes. And just squeezing everything out, like you're saying, giving back, solving problems and stuff. Yes. So those, that makes really good for leadership skills. So yeah. that's actually awesome. Um, and uh, you guys mind sharing, what are your superpowers? Mm. Ooh, what is my superpower? That's a good so question. I can, I can take it first, I'll give yeah, you yeah. something. <laughs> give me a thing. Yeah. I'm thinking if it's like flight or invincibility or? So w when I talk on a layman's level, I just basically say, is it okay to curse? I yeah. basically say I have the ability to figure shit out. Yeah. That's my superpower. Nice. Like you can say what the problem is. I might probe with five to 10 questions, figure mm -hmm. out different parts of it. And I'd say, you know, all right, this is what we have to do. Yeah. Most of the time I'm right. And if I'm not right, I'll have options. And G is a great decision maker. Yeah. He'll pick what's the right one out of the options. I think mm -hmm. that we go through that a lot. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Be the problem solver, Steve. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, I guess my superpower, I would say, is the ability to uh, the ability to be young, be young, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 look young. Yeah, there you <laughs> no, go. No, no, no. Um, the ability to I I, I wouldn't want to say to persuade others, but the ability to motivate somebody to make a decision that I want them to make. That yeah. makes sense. Right. Right. And by making them think that they thought of it on their own. Or even yeah. to make the decision that they want to make. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the ability to lead others, I think I'm just, I've always been a natural leader. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always been able to paint a better picture of why my idea is better. Yeah. Um, and cool. so it's being able to lead others, I think, is my superpower is just going into a room understanding that somebody is going to have to become the leader yeah. so it needs to be me gotcha. basically yeah yeah, That's yeah awesome. because most of the time you probably come across this a lot most people are not going to step up oh yes yeah yeah if yeah. someone asks who wants to volunteer no one's going to volunteer yeah. Correct. right so Correct. g would be the guy to yes. get yes. go volunteer yes. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I mean, and I think most of us here, you know, being an entrepreneur, being a driver and stuff, we've already jumped. We build, we're building our plane mm -hmm. down the road where, you know, we've burned our bridges, if you want to call them. So, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yeah, now you're reaching out, you know, always uh, the way I look at it is always I'm moving up so I can extend my hand back down and bring yeah. those on top. So, yeah, 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 that's what you have to do. Um, what is your biggest struggle right now in the business? Mm, I know you guys kind of touched a little bit on some things that you need yeah, to grow in. Yeah. So I, I generally speaking, I think finding and retaining good people, yeah. yep. you know, is, is a huge struggle. You know, um, there's a lot of people that will volunteer to come work for you. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have to make our best decisions. Um, and it's, it all revolves around the interview, right? one or two step interview process you have to ask the questions but the way we've been approaching it lately is there's questions that we like to get through yeah but we just want to have the conversation with the dude yeah. or the yeah. lady 
we have to want to talk with them, see if uh, see yeah. if we vibe with that individual, gotcha. if they're like us. There's people that have been overqualified that want to work with us mm-hmm. that we just turn down yeah. and we don't offer them the position. Yeah. So yeah. it's just finding the people that are just like yeah. us so we can enjoy our workplace. I don't want to be in a workplace that I own and I don't have the <laughs> best time of my life in. We want to have right. the time of our lives right, right. in our workplace. And we are having that right now. Yeah, so we want to keep awesome. that going and make it just better. Yeah, you want to find people that fit your culture, your core values. You don't want to wake up and like, oh, I got to go see that guy today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And I think that's a struggle. That's uh, a lot of business owners struggle with that, you know, because yeah. mm-hmm. you always want to keep that core. I mean, I know we were up to like nine people one time. And then, I mean, right now we got three acquisitions that these guys are great. They bought into the, you have to get them to buy into what you believe. Yep. Not yeah. only into doing the work, but what you believe as well. So right. True. Awesome. right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'd say another struggle I think that yep. we have is, how to grow, meaning uh, do we grow with people? Do we grow with technology? Do we grow with um, tweaking existing space? Processes. Yeah, tweaking mm-hmm. existing processes right. or testing something new out, you know. So I think that's a common struggle mm-hmm. of every business in general, you know, but right. I think that's something right now like, so for example, like last week, we just upgraded everybody's uh, computer. So we okay. have, you know, 14 people in, in the right. team. So 14 brand new computers, and we upgraded the computer so that we could give everybody four screens. Mm-hmm. So four monitors, okay. right? So we just upgraded everybody to that. Nice. Um, okay. So it's like 15 grand that we're gonna cough up, you know? So it's yeah. like, all right, we're gonna spend 15 grand instead of giving them new computers, should we just send a shit ton of mailers with that? Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's always having that struggle of what are we going to do with this money because we know we need to use it to grow Mm -hmm. um but what are we going to do are we going to hire more people or are we just going to send more marketing should we send more rvms should we you know get a better computer (laughs) yeah and we're already great at a certain marketing approach so do we try other marketing techniques out or do we do what we're already great at and go to another market right right right. Right? yeah yeah that makes sense i mean do you but don't more where you're at. Do you expand? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's that's something that's something good um, to struggle with. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, um, before we kind of wrap this up a little bit, two more questions here. Um, uh, what was your as far as just the business and you both can whoever <coughs> wants to go first? Um, what was your favorite, best, or most interesting interesting failure so far in your business? Our more our most interesting failure. Yeah. So I think a most interesting failure in the beginning, I, I don't know if it was a fail. Let me, let me put it to you this way. I think mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think in the beginning we were very, I think we tried to niche down too much. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because we were just cleaning up our projects list, mm-hmm. right? We have a list of like 100 to 200 projects. Mm-hmm. We just think of an idea. All right, let me add it to the spreadsheet and then we'll get (laughs) to it, right? And uh, we just had to clean it up because it was like, all right, are are some of these projects just like stupid stuff? You know what I mean? Another (laughs) another problem was we would have like, we like to create visuals as drivers for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So in the project development department, Allie, she's our project uh, project manager and she has a whiteboard. All right. There were like 20 projects on there. Mm -hmm. And so she had two, she wasn't really (coughs) finishing. She was in the middle of a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, so okay, in okay. the meeting that G's talking yep. about, right. we said, listen, we're just going to keep three on the board. Erase everything, put it on the spreadsheet, keep it tucked away. Right. And you have the visual, the three yeah. most important. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then when you get those done, as you get one done, add another one to the bottom. Makes sense. Yeah. A lot of clarity in that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so what I was getting at is there was a project on the project board that said expand our 
uh, our data list to over 75,000. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it took me back to our, in the beginning, we were only pulling lists of properties <laughs> that were up to 50,000 right. and only working in the hood. Mm. And so it was good for us in the beginning because I had a lot of hood buyers coming yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. starting this business. Um, Define the hood. Right? <laughs> um, Where I grew up. <laughs> Where I grew up. <laughs> and um, so I think that that kind of limited us in the beginning, but I yeah. think it was needed, you know? Right. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, we were only pulling lists of up to 50,000. Okay. Like properties that were worth at the most 50,000. Yeah. And then we bumped it up to 75,000. Mm. And then we bumped it up to 100,000. Right. And then 150. And now we're up to 300,000. And we yeah. feel very comfortable and we with we went 300, above 300. Too, yeah, right? we, and we went above 300. We did up to 600. Yeah. But we just don't have much success with, yeah. you know, properties In up our there. Market, yeah. right, right. And so um, I think that was an interesting failure. Yeah, yeah. Not a failure, but, you know, something yeah, yeah. that we went through was just... Like, why were we only pulling list of <laughs> the hood? You know what I mean? Like, we should have pulled it everywhere. Um, but it is what it is. We made yeah. our mark. Right. And I feel like that's why also, like, in the beginning, our average deal size was four to five grand because yeah. the properties were only worth five to ten grand anyways, <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So to add to that really quick, and I don't know if this can this constitute as a failure either yeah. because it's something that happened over time, not right. at once. Um, like we said in the beginning of the interview, we, we built our system, right? Yeah. And we prematurely built it right. to get ready for a heavy influx in higher sales. Right. Um, you always got to think, like, should our um, concentration be reversed because sales is the number one most important thing in our business right Right, right, right. we need to be talking to sellers every single day Mm -hmm. and doing deals as many deals as we possibly can right so was too much time spent on the system correct you know everyone wants to they want to learn they want to educate themselves they want to automate they want to get the systems put all these things together tweak them yeah but if you're not doing business in there you're hurting yourself you know so should we have had a way bigger focus on sales mm-hmm. than we right. did on the system. Right. Um, right. But I think that comes with the struggle of working on the business and in the business, right? Because right. right. you're trying to generate income, but yet you're trying to expand. Yep. Um, and that's always that struggle, like how much of it do we focus on? So, yep. yeah. Right. Yep, yep. Um, and then what book have you both gifted more than any other? Ooh, I've got one, but do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it would be E-Myth. E-Myth, okay. E-Myth revisited Michael Gerber. Right. I think that book truly changed my mindset into, because when I got started, my brother, you know, my brother's a real estate agent. And so he was the one that got me into real estate. Mm-hmm. So when you talk to a real estate agent, it's, it's not really uh, somebody who owns a business. It's just somebody who has a super successful right. side hustle. You know, and they're 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 self-employed, and so I wanted that, right? I was like, I want to be a super successful realtor. Then I got introduced to wholesaling, and then I was like, all right, I'm just gonna, you know, I I don't want to be like my older brother. I didn't know you could also wholesale, so (laughs) I'm I'm gonna try to wholesale and try to sell my brother some properties, right? (laughs) And then I read Emith, and that Emith was kind of what shifted me to instead of I just want to do ten to fifteen deals a year, right? It's let I should hire a person. You know what I mean. Yeah. I need to hire another person. Right. I want a CEO. I want a CFO. Yeah. I want a COO. You know what I mean. Right, right, right. Um, and so that's what kind of that's the book that totally changed my mindset in the very beginning. 
was instead of treating something like a side hustle, is treating mm-hmm. it like a business right. and mm-hmm. building it like if you were going to franchise right. the business. Even if you're not going to franchise, right. you need to build your business like if you were going to franchise. Right. That's the only way you'll achieve real freedom mm-hmm. through a business. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. That's very true. So that's, that's a the great biggest book. book. I actually gave that book to my cousin uh, a couple months Super ago because he owns a yeah. flooring company and he's involved. Like, yes. He's been involved for years. Yep. But yep. How about yours? So I feel like <coughs> this book is one of my secrets. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> let it out, man. A lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people haven't read this book. I'm Don't surprised even it. some high level producers <laughs> haven't read this book, and it's really a next level kind of a book. Um, and if you download it on audio and you hear the the reader, I think something Blazers or I forget his name. Uh, it's a very monotone read, so it's hard to oh, listen okay. to, right. but the content is just so powerful. Right. It's called Zero uh, to uh, One. No, <laughs> it's called zero to, zero one, to one by zero. Peter Thiel. Peter okay. Thiel, one of the biggest angel investors in Facebook. Okay. And he uh, created PayPal <coughs> and partnered with Elon Musk right. and all that stuff. It's called zero to one. Okay. And um, it's not like you're taking steps zero to one, then two and 10. It's not like that. It's going from zero, building a company from nothing mm-hmm. to being the only one. Yeah. Like creating yeah. a monopoly type right. business, right? right. Yeah. And it's a very different way of looking at a way of building a business or the type of business that you want to build, right? right? It's kind of, it's billionaire thinking. It's next level thinking. Uh, I think it was super powerful to me. It makes us look at the business in a different way. It makes us look at what we're going to do next to make right. it truly different than what the rest of the world does. Yeah. Um, and that's that just, awesome. it just, it just appealed to me. It was awesome. Yeah. So I highly recommend that book okay. for anyone that hasn't read it yet. Yeah. And it's a small book. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a small so read. excuses for anybody. Yeah, we, we have excuses. We have <laughs> a very, very <coughs> successful, very, very rich friend that lives in the Netherlands that referred that book to us. And he right. said, yeah. if you read this book, he goes, frankly, that's all of the business education you need better than a Harvard business education. Yeah. And yeah. then I read that's it awesome. and I was just blown away. That's yeah. awesome. Um, and I gave I him his Harvard <laughs> degree. <laughs> I kind of feel about that book the same way I feel. So I went to the gro- this, the growth conference, too, that mm-hmm. was based in Las Vegas, right? Right, right, I have yeah. all these really powerful speakers, and they were mm-hmm. all great. They were all great, right? Right, right. And, you know, you network with people, and you're talking to them about, oh, who's your favorite speaker? Who's yeah, your yeah. favorite speaker? I'm going to follow this. I'm going to join this guy's program and all that stuff. They were all great. No one liked the guy that I liked. <laughs> and then I didn't know this until afterward, but he was the only billionaire speaker on the stage. Oh, Do you ever hear wow. of a guy named Naveen Jain? I don't think I have. Naveen Jain, uh-huh. I think he worked very closely in building Microsoft with Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. He's like his right-hand man. And then he branched off to make his own company, right? So yeah, Naveen Jain, was, like he's talking about things like curing sickness, mm-hmm. curing sickness. And he right. ha- and he talked about how he's going to do it. Yeah, And that just blew my mind. It wasn't, I'm going to go make a million dollars flipping houses yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'll become a millionaire in right. a year. So I want to wholesale. It was just like sickness starts in the gut. Right. And there's something in your gut that communicates with the cells. And I want to cut off that communication yeah, so yeah, people yeah. can't get sick any longer. Makes sense. And it blew my mind. So, and That's it crazy. really, no one, no one really caught that no one really it really right. didn't resonate with almost anyone i talked to right so that's how i feel about <coughs> the book as well wow okay i'll have to put that on my reading list i haven't read that one don't so read it one. Don't, don't read, read it. it that's mine that's mine <coughs> and i'll give you some feedback um as we get ready to wrap this up um you know i want to kind of give you guys an opportunity to um give you uh you guys that way you guys can let the audience know how they can reach you what you guys have coming up and um i'm gonna make a quick announcement after you guys do that and then we're gonna go back into any last thoughts that you guys can leave with the audience so 
you know, go go ahead and let the crowd, uh, let the audience know how they can reach you and what you guys got coming up here soon. Sure, sure, sure. Well, my name is Dominic Felix, and you can follow me on Facebook, Dominic Felix. You can friend request me or follow me, um, Real Dominic Felix or Real Dom Felix on Instagram. We also have a Facebook group called the People's Wholesalers where we go live similar to this show and we give a lot of free information, a lot right. of good posts, a lot of good interaction in that um, in that group as well. Yeah, awesome. And awesome. me, Gonzalo Corzo, um, on Facebook and then on Instagram, Real Gonzalo Corzo. And yeah, we have the uh, the Facebook group and then we have done, we just had an event. Okay. Actually, um, in it was in, in August, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, so we had like 70 people there nice. and we, we, you know, do, uh, we just did, that was like our first big training, mm -hmm. right? Uh, just cause a lot of people have been asking us. Right. So we're doing another one in January. Uh, it's in Jacksonville, Florida, and it's going to be January 23rd through the 25th. Okay. That's called power up. Um, so and everything that we talked about our business here okay. is a detailed okay. explanation of it at the event with all of that deal flow and all the checklists and everything that we use in our business provided so that people yeah. can choose to use it okay. or tweak it that tailors awesome. to their business. And if they join the group, your <coughs> Facebook group, all that information will be there for that event coming up? Yes. Okay, awesome. What was the name of the Facebook group one more time? The People's Wholesalers. The People's Wholesalers. So guys, go and go and, uh request to get access to it i'm not sure if it's a private facebook or not it's free you just okay. have to join awesome so i'm going to make one quick announcement <coughs> and then i'll come back and get your guys's final thoughts so if you guys want to kind of just yeah. you know think about what you guys want to say and then we'll kind of end up the show so tomorrow uh we have the legendary sean terry is going to be on the show steve will be back tomorrow uh, fingers crossed. Hopefully everything's okay. Um, so don't forget to tune in tomorrow. Again, um, everyone, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, please go subscribe. Uh, Steve is doing a lot of great things for the community again, and he's just wanting to grow this thing and, and give back as much as possible. You guys know the motto. It's, you know, we're trying to create 100 millionaires and, you know, we get uh, uh, you know, we get investors that come on here, they give out their heart, they, they, they show their business. So uh, very valuable content. It's not about us. It's about you, you know, so make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, can't say that enough. Tune in tomorrow. We will have Sean Terry, the legendary Sean Terry here on the podcast. So nice. with that being said, I'm going to let Dominic and Gonzalo give their last thoughts and give you guys some insight. So go ahead. The floor is for you guys. Whoever wants cool. to go first. Yeah, I mean, I would just say uh, for people that are doing deals at our level, less than our level, trying to get into it or doing a deal here or there, um, you're going to look at our company. You're going to look at there's so many people you can compare yourselves to. Mm -hmm. And it's it's so cool to see so many different companies that operate so differently in the same industry and they're all doing extremely well right right so a lot of people are nervous what do i do next how do i grow it no one is a hundred percent right right i think we're all right um the key is to just get started just make a move just take action and you'll figure it out along the way awesome wise words yeah and i think uh what i would say is i'm gonna go a little deep but I think it's driveway change, change your sphere of influence, yep. you know, um, stop hanging out. If, if, if you want to have incredible amounts of success or you want to wholesale a ton of properties, you, yeah. you want to have a, a portfolio of whatever properties like you need to do your best to get in the rooms with people who have the amount of success that you that you uh, want to achieve. Right. And everything that you do needs to be 
needs to align you with those people, right? right? How can I get around successful people? Yep. If, if you're the smartest one in the room, to me, you're the dumbest one in the room, right? right? And yep. so everything that you need to do, you need to just change your sphere of influence, right. change the people you're hanging out with, change the people you're talking to, and uh, only try to surround yourself with successful people. Awesome. And that'll make everything else easier. Awesome. Sage words. Awesome. That's great. Again, if you like the show, please share this episode right now. A lot of golden nuggets were dropped. Um, and like Steve always likes to say, a rising tide lifts all boats. Awesome, guys. It was Dude. awesome having you guys on. Thank this you, bro. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it.